Hey there, welcome to the Jobs for Women podcast, where we empower and uplift women to succeed and thrive in their professional life whilst looking after their well-being. In this podcast, we'll be discussing the issues and challenges faced by women in the workplace with particular focus on gender equality. We believe that every woman deserves the opportunity to excel in her career regardless of her gender, and we're committed to helping women break through the barriers that hold them back. Join us every week as we hear from experts, share stories and give advice. We've got an incredible community of women who support and encourage each other and we're so happy that you are here. Let's break down the gender barriers and create a more equitable and inclusive workplace for all. So welcome to another episode of the Jobs for Women podcast. I've, I've started saying I'm really excited and I've realized I say it on every single podcast. So I'm going to say it again, I'm really excited. I think that's my favorite word. To welcome Seema Shah to the podcast. Seema is a principal consultant at Great Place to Work. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. It's really great to be here. And actually, it's my first podcast. So I'm really excited. <laughs> Oh, and do you know what? I love podcasts. And so when when Anna Manning came on my podcast, who's a confidence expert, she was like, I love going on other people's podcasts because I just get to have a chat and you do all the hard work. But it is just <laughs> chat, isn't it? So we're really pleased to have you here. I have been following um, the work that you are all doing at Great Place to Work. I feel like there's so much uh symmetry you know with the mission at jobs for women it's about making the workplace work for everyone but we we're focusing specifically on women so talk to me just a little bit about what you do and what what the mission of great place to work is yeah so um so we work with all organizations from all sectors and sizes but i guess our mission really um at great place to work is um to help every workplace become a great place to work for all um and where everyone no matter um who they are really has that kind of consistent um, employee and positive employee experience um and that's so important i guess in terms of that for all aspect um which really aligns to kind of you know the, the women's workplace list that we um publish um on an annual basis and i think i guess that that for all model um element is really important because it looks at it's no matter kind of your gender your age ethnicity um, or even, you know, your role within the organisation. I think that's the key part that really aligns to what we're talking about today. It's that it's about everyone having that that great experience um, and really, you know, being able to be themselves at work as well as, um, you know, really, um, I guess, advance their careers. Yeah, it's so important, isn't it? This is what I say a lot when I am recording content. I'll say this isn't just me banging the drum for women and men for men not to listen. We need every gender, every ethnicity, everybody to be part of the conversation for the greater good and, and to make change. And I love it when men join our events and men want to be involved. Obviously, it's predominantly women um, kind of which is natural. But yeah, I love that, that it's about inclusivity um, for all. So what do you do? What does a principal consultant do? So, um, so I've got really, I, I love my job and um, I guess what I do, we obviously run these surveys um, for our um, clients in terms of, we call them the trust index survey. So we have a core set of 60 statements um, that has probably been sort of um, established 
over 30 years ago and they kind of evolved over time but it's something that actually globally is used so um it's great that we have so much i guess data and benchmark um benchmarks across countries but also internally across sectors as well um and once a certain um, a client or an organization has run the survey for um, their whole kind of um, employee workforce, I sort of come in at the, the back end really and look at the data, analyze that and really help them to interpret that in terms of what is it this telling us? What is um, the story? How does this um, align to our great place to work for all model? Um, and and then really kind of be able to share kind of key insights from the data, both at an overall level, but also look at specific groups. Um, so specifically, you know, looking at gender um, uh, across different sort of statements, but then really bringing that together in terms of, you know, what are our key recommendations? What are you doing great as a business? And actually, what um, do we, you know, recommend in terms of really kind of aligning to whether it's the benchmark or just kind of your internal um, uh, sort of uh, measures that you want to kind of really push forward on and just really kind of continuing to, for organisations to, um, I guess, create that great place to work, whether that some organisations are very kind of at the beginning of their journey on that, others have been sort of you know implementing this kind of tool for a long time for a number of years uh, much more advanced but it's about things change in businesses you know continually whether that's tech or mergers and um yeah and it's just about how those changes can really then um these insights can really feed into some of the changes that are happening in the business as well so i think that's really important that we can yeah just continually kind of help organizations on that journey of greatness. <laughs> I love that because often we find, don't we, um, especially in this sort of movement of diversity, equality and inclusion that some organisations do the tick box exercise. But I love that you are actually looking at the results and helping them make change. And this is what we keep banging the drum about. It's like, we want to make change. We don't just want you to say, you know, to, to our clients, we don't want them to just be like we want to recruit more women and then they get in and then it's not a great experience it's kind of like how can you proactively make the change so so it's great that the organizations are actually putting themselves out there to do these yeah. surveys uh, which must be it must be quite revealing like especially if they're maybe not exactly. you know, already doing it it's it, yeah. yeah so yeah talk to us about that how how so I know that it's broken down into the size of organization, mm -hmm. isn't it? And can any organization apply? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, we have different sizes, small, medium, large, super large um, organizations who all take part. So even if you've got um, just a very small SME of 10 employees, um, you can still take part. And I guess there's there's different approaches that they can, you know, be certified as a great place to work. But if they um, also achieve a certain level on our overall trust index score, they are then eligible to be um, sort of uh, published on our lists in terms of which are obviously made sort of publicly available and we have an awards ceremony every sort of year as well to really celebrate those organizations that make our um our great place to work list so yeah it's really exciting and yeah you're so right in terms of you know it's not that tick box exercise but 
if if people do sort of just see it as that you don't see them then really making you know changing the dial moving that dial in terms of some of those measures but also for me what i always kind of talk about is it's not just about moving the dial it's, it's remember it's about behaviors and culture and that's fundamentally the biggest thing to kind of focus on it's about changing behaviors and obviously the evidence comes through you know the, the quantitative dial the changes in the the sort of um uh, scores but it really fundamentally is about changing behaviors and culture for organizations you must, you must have some amazing data you must have the intel <laughs> Yeah, no, it is great. It's great to have that wealth of data. And I'm such a like a numbers person as well. So I love that. But also then to sort of combine that with storytelling when you're sort of sharing those stories with the um with leaders, it's it's great. Um both in terms of when you're having to tell that positive story, it's brilliant, but also in terms of I guess where you know they haven't done as well. And it's quite it's quite um it can be quite hard for leaders to sort of accept that data, but the ones that do and make those positive changes, you definitely see them to kind of be, you know, move across that journey, I guess, um, in a much more effective way. Yeah, that's really interesting because it's like we're humans. It's like some people are good at taking criticism and it's not necessarily criticism. It's like, this is this is what the results are telling us. Yeah. Um, so have you got a team that helps organizations make the changes because it's like with anything isn't it it's like you've got to change x y and z oh how are we going to do that do they kind of look at you and say okay what's next or are they yeah. responsible yeah so so often it's a kind of a, um, a bit of both really so we do have um experts within our organization we have a a change um sort of division team uh director of change who really does come in sort of once we've provided those recommendations um, to help support whether it's around leadership, um, diversity, inclusion and belonging. That's something that we're really looking at now. It's so, so topical, um, but also well-being, which is such a big um, part of that, that whole kind of creating a great place to work and the employee experience. Um, and then, yeah, looking at values and, and um, behaviours as well, which is very much, again, sort of linked to leadership. It's all about role modelling and um, how that kind of then impacts and sets the culture for the organisation. Yeah, we talk a lot about role models. Um, when we went in to do some focus groups in colleges, you know, there's a room full of young women who have a voice. That's what I loved. I ran a focus group in Yorkshire and and they were so vocal. I was like, yes. And and it, when we talked about that role model piece, you know, well, if there's no woman at the top, how do you see yourself getting there? And I was like that in my early career. I was like, hey, where are all the women? Totally. I think I totally resonate with that in terms of um, definitely the senior sort of team. Maybe there was one um, on sort of where I worked and then actually um, my last job, we did have a senior CEO and you could totally tell the sort of the, the difference of culture that was set and it's amazing. And I think what we see through lots of our um, clients that we work with, a lot of those who have, um, you know, either women CEOs or um, more women on that, at that top table, essentially, um, you do see a different tone. And obviously there's so much research out there as well in terms of from a sort of, um, you know, financial and performance perspective that, you know, organizations with um, 
uh, more women in leadership roles tend to do better. Um, and, you know, it's, it's how do we kind of continue to grow that talent within our organizations, within companies, and really, you know, get, get people to see those role models and say, well, I can do that as well. You know, yeah. that's, you know, it's, have you actually seen that then from the data like have you seen a little mini trend that yeah what, what is it what have you seen yeah so i guess uh, you know we do see it particularly in terms of uh leadership and those organizations that are um in our say top um top five um or, or top 10 uh best workplaces for women you definitely see that they'll have um uh, more women at that leadership um, sort of level, um, or if they'll have CEOs. So that's definitely there in terms of the evidence, but also just in terms of how employees feel about some certain aspects of, um, I guess, um, their experience and the types of things that come out um, around leadership and talent development, the opportunities um, in, in those sort of best workplaces for women so much more higher you kind of uh, definitely see that um and the, i guess the kind of um programs that are available as well i think definitely in terms of mid-level women trying to sort of aspire to get into much more leadership roles in those companies i think they do definitely set up these programs and um you know whether it's coaching or mentoring um, there's some really interesting kind of ways where they are really kind of creating that space for women to sort of see that career path for them, which is really exciting. Yeah, that and that makes sense. If I was a CEO at the top and I had a team, I'd be implementing all of that kind of stuff. Yes. So if a woman or a man or if, if someone sees, well, let's let's take the women's list. If if because obviously we we um, advertise jobs for employers so they can reach mm. our community of women. If someone sees that an organisation has made the women's list, what should they expect? Like, how do these companies get into the women's list? Yeah, so there's, um, obviously there's, they, they survey, they do our um, sort of core trust index survey um, but also that they have to have a number of sort of different criteria to meet so there has to be at least 25 percent of women um, across that workforce um, 20 percent of those women have to be in either kind of frontline or um, sort of mid-level management roles as well so there is that kind of aspect and they need to have at least one woman on the exec c-level um, or board level board of directors um, and that's for companies over 50 50 employees so again it's all relatively relative based on size um, and then obviously the trust index score is really critical here in terms of um, how women score specifically for that and again there's criteria of thresholds that they need to meet um, and which really kind of um, I guess illustrates or highlights what that overarching employee experience is like. So there's definitely kind of key measures from kind of a workforce um, makeup that they need to um, be able to be el el eligible, but also the, obviously the scores are critical. And then through that, we are then able to kind of rank uh, the the companies. Um, so yeah, it's it's interesting to then obviously see the different types of sectors and and. Um, sizes of organizations um, that are coming through um, but yeah 
there there is some amazing work that they they are definitely doing um and when you look at some of those individual scores as well you sort of see um that women score like 90 percent in certain areas whereas the actual uk average is something like 40 or 50 percent um on specific statements so there's a real big difference in what those best workplaces for women are really doing and um creating that culture for women that's brilliant so and 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 just so the people um our audience listening um mm. it's it's the questions are answered by the employees in the organization so that's they're right. there so they get into the heart of the, 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 the organization is the team isn't it so it's their opinion this is so brilliant so do you think over time the requirements you know we talked about you've got to have 25 percent. i know it, it's relative to the size of the organization but 25 percent women 20 percent have to be in sort of mid um management level and at least one on the exec board do you reckon as the years tick on it's just that the the benchmarks are going to get higher yeah definitely i think that's something that you know as organizations really improve that kind of culture for women and and you know all these organizations that have these like leadership programs they're seeing more women come through the whole thing around flexible working as well i think has really changed the kind of the dial on that as well in terms of you know people are um really kind of aspiring to have careers and and continue to do that but the, but not compromise their personal life or you know have that balance and that's so important as well so i think i definitely think that there will be changes and maybe in the next five you know five ten years i don't know how long but i know that you know 20 years ago when i started my career it took a lot longer for things to change whereas i think over the last five years and post pandemic particularly things are moving so much more quicker and there's so much more people are talking about i think which is great and these types of flat platforms having them is just is brilliant for people coming into the workforce and seeing you know i can make a difference um in whatever role that i want to be doing really i totally agree with you on that i was chatting to someone the other day about how um you know at the start of my career when I think back I didn't you know obviously we didn't have podcasts and stuff and I love listening to podcasts that's where I get so much you know mindset stuff and inspiration and confidence and knowledge I, I at the start of my career when I think back you know lack of female role models not having platforms like jobs for women or great place to work it's kind of like you would I felt like I was just muddling my way through so it's like empowering the next generation that, you know, like you say, you can do, you can do anything. You can Definitely. do absolutely anything. So how did the women's list come about? So um, it was, obviously it was our first actual list outside of our UK size best workplaces list. And essentially it was, it started in um, 2018 actually. And just before that, um, in 2017, there was the um, Equality Act change where it became compulsory for organisations over 250 employees, I think, to have to um, publish their gender um, pay gap. And I think that really did kind of kickstart a lot of this. Um, and obviously pay, um, 
was definitely one of those most kind of pressing challenges, I guess, in terms of gender equality. And it's, you know, it still comes out as, as something that, you know, we really do focus on. But I think it really kickstarted that conversation in promoting gender equality. And I, we just really felt that actually, you know, that was a really good opportunity for us to recognize those organizations that were doing really well in terms of gender equality and have that kind of, I guess, level playing field for everyone to, you know, to progress and, and create those great cultures. That's amazing. I'm so glad. How long has it been running? So 2018, so just um, five years, five, yeah, five, six years. And can you, have you got any like, examples of companies that are just smashing it, that have, that have particularly related to women, you know, that have, that have taken on the results and just, you know, used it to improve? Can you think of any yeah. examples? So I guess, I mean, obviously the ones that are sort of sitting at the top in, in terms of our list, like Home Group, for example, Cisco is another one which is um, do really well in terms of our um, women's list. But I guess the types of things that they implement, um, they, you know, it's, they, they I think, think about the whole experience, that life cycle across that employee experience, right from the beginning in terms of recruitment, through to you know when someone's leaving an organization i think it's so important and there's you know thinking about the gender equalities or inequalities that have happened how can we really turn that on the head so you know there are examples where um in the recruitment um process um organizations are implementing the rooney rule um in terms of the gender so that's if people don't know the rooney rule comes from the nf um nfl which mandated that for um I think senior positions they needed to interview at least uh one um minority um person and also some uh, and a female person as well candidate for the roles and so um essentially this organization's been implementing that for their senior roles and they've really started to see that kind of equality in terms of the, the senior roles gender equality um coming in um and sort of that's been leveled up um i think other organizations they really are now making a real kind of um campaign and celebrating international women's day and again it's like that point that you made it's not just about women but really bringing men into that conversation um as well and making sure that you know everyone is sort of aware of all the great work internally that you know celebrating the women in the organization what they're doing what they're achieving um and so there's there's a lot that i see around that and they don't just keep it internally as well they're kind of um communicating that externally um on social media so again it kind of um shows people who are joining the workforce actually you know women have a real voice in this organization and yeah. they you know they're really highly seen yeah it's interesting though you know when you talk about international women's day there's been a lot of bad press for companies that are not doing anything and yeah. then Hey, have you read about it? Like they put a picture or, or do a yeah, and it's the <laughs> sort of, don't do the token thing. Yeah, don't that, do the token thing. It's that's such a key thing for me because um, it goes back to you know again, it's not just a tick box exercise. It has to be embedded into your culture, and you know you have to live and breathe it every day and see those role models. You know, doing the making those changes as well. Yeah. And I love this Rooney rule. And I love that it's actually, you've got evidence of it working because it's kind of like a no brainer. You need a decent talent pool at interview stage if you're gonna make some change. And 
it's not rocket science, is it? It's, it's obviously finding yeah. that talent. How how are we compare? How does the UK compare? Have you got any data? Don't worry if you haven't. So but we, how are we comparing? Yeah, we don't we don't actually compare, or we don't publish data which which compares. But actually, um, a lot of different company uh, countries do uh, have the women's list as well. And I was looking at sort of the US and just the, the themes that were coming out and actually very similar sort of themes that do come out those organizations that are um, in the, the women's list, they, you know, they've got sort of fair pay and benefits. Um, the, the leadership and talent development side of things is, you know, is something that they really focus on. Um, and also the flexible working and hybrid working as well. Um, and making sure that, you know, it fits the individual, no matter whether you're a woman or, or man or whatever gender, it's about, you know, it's about the individual. Um, and so I think those organizations that really do look at that individual um, and create that kind of, I guess, environment for them, the culture that fits them, they're the ones that are really kind of, um, you know, doing well. And obviously that leads to, you know, not just high performance, but, you know, all those returning investments from a sort of um, productivity perspective and, and um, sales and revenue. I know it's funny, isn't it? When you think about it, when you read the data and it's like, get more women in and you might make, you will make more women. You'll be more innovative. It's like, hello, come on. Me. So if you, because yeah. we've got to wrap up soon, but if 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 there's someone that works in an organisation listening, we do have lots of HR, um, well, we've got lots of different people listening, um, and they want to be more inclusive, they want to attract more women. Have you got any advice? What's your top, what? what yeah, um, I think the key thing, I mean, one of the things is, you know, understand what people need, what in your organisation, um, and make sure that you're addressing it. I think, and you know, that's not just through surveys, it's just through continuous listening and getting feedback um, and creating that kind of safe environment for people to give that feedback is so important. Psychological safety is such a key thing um, within a culture and, you know, making sure that actually your managers are very, have had that training around inclusive leadership, inclusive management. Um, that's really important how to have those conversations um, and also in terms of those role models how, where you've got those role models make sure that they are there their presence is there's visibility of them and actually people have access to that because that will really help um, and I think for me one of the other things is about creating a culture of allyship as well because we you know we're talking about gender equality and, and women but actually that thing about you know really bringing men into that conversation how can they really i guess actively promote gender equality as well and equity so, and like i guess create that kind of supporting and collaborative culture um, and relationships as well and i think you know calling out bad behaviors where, where men are your allies and they're doing it i think that's one of probably the strongest ways as well that you can really change the culture and i think a lot of this as i said is it's very much about culture change as well so i think oh, so i yeah i agree with all of those and i think that last piece that allyship piece and that is we know changing culture is hard especially in a especially in a bigger organization but just having the conversations you know that that piece on calling out um behavior that is unacceptable if it's bias or whatever it is it can be hard, it, you know, especially in front of other people. It's like, but 
unless we have these conversations, it's never going to change. We're never going to change the dial. It's almost like that grassroots approach. I always use that term because it's kind of like, you know, in the in the kitchen, in the office or wherever it's like making those little changes. So, yeah, that's great advice. And I love what you said about the manager piece, because, you know, like whatever you go through, whatever your gender, ethnicity, being able to be open with your line manager about what you're going through and how it might impact your work, whether it's menopause or childcare issues or your health, like, and, and having managers that are supporting teams that can then support and, and then, then there's this ripple effect. So yeah, great advice. So before we end, what's the future for you? Are you just, are you going for that least? You want to go for leadership? You want to take over the world? What are your plans? So I've, well, I've, I've done that before in terms of I've had like leadership roles in previous in jobs. And then I actually took a career break. So it was really nice. And then joining Great Place to Work last year, um, it's really, yeah, sort of changed changed me as a person where I am in my life, in my career right now, and I'm loving it. I'm loving being back, kind of talking to clients constantly and presenting to leadership teams. Um, so yeah, at the moment, but I think, yeah, there is, there's kind of more um, sort of more management um, sort of opportunities in, in the pipeline, which is really exciting as well. So yes. <laughs> also well done on a career break. I love, my husband and I went, traveling and he took a career break all those years ago and we now say because we've got kids are like best thing we ever did and I know you you know it's, people take career breaks for different reasons but I just think yeah. that is brilliant so well done and yeah your job sounds awesome thank you so much for joining us on oh, the job <laughs> so many so many insights and you're sitting on some incredible data and I can't wait to see um where the women's list goes because I feel like when we're talking to women and we're advertising roles, it's kind of like if that organization's on the women's list, then that is a good signal that they are going to look after you. So I love it. So well done. Keep doing um, the important work that you're doing. And thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you. No, it's been a pleasure. I loved speaking to Seema. Honestly, I feel like we are on the same wavelength. We just spoke off camera then. Um, I just feel like she shares my passion on really changing the dial, making change. And I always love connecting with people with what they do. And it's also great that she loves a job. Like, don't you just love it when people are happy at work? Because if you're not happy at work, you are in control. You have the power to go out and find a job in an organization that lights you up. So I hope you found that interesting. For me, it was interesting that, you know, great place to work is doing this, this work with organizations to really stand up and be accountable. And it's great that there's different organizations applying and, and going through the survey and then implement, implementing and make, making real changes. I love that. And obviously with any, with any, with anything, like we said, some organizations will be more open to the feedback, some not so much. I loved that she said, that Seema said, um, that women in the, women at the top seem to be more open to that or had more opportunities for women whether it's coaching or mentorship so that's great um if you haven't already i'm going to ask you again please head over to whichever podcast player you use and review leave an honest review 
um, maybe a five-star review, just saying, and um, send the podcast to someone that you think will benefit from listening. We publish every single week. In 2024, we're thinking about maybe doing a little bonus, shorter episode. Um, so watch this space. If you haven't already joined the Jobs for Women community, it's a free membership, careers, wellbeing. We have our um, community area launching soon. So you can create a profile, add a bio, add your social links, and we're creating our groups within there. So we're going to have things like women in tech, women in property, women in law, menopause, women's health, all sorts of different circles that you can join and you can network and meet other women. So head over to community.jobsforwomen.co.uk forward slash join. Super simple. And it's quick and easy. It will take you two minutes to register and I will see you in there. We run monthly masterclasses absolutely free with incredible coaches so there is absolutely nothing to lose it's all free and I will see you in there take care of yourself enjoy the rest of your day whatever you're doing and I'll see you really soon